You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Hello and welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. My voice is recovered. I apologize for that in the first segment. But Andrew Carroll is General Manager of NCH Tax and Wealth Advisors. He's our second guest here in the studio. We're having a great show today. And Andrew, welcome to being here on the program. Thank you so much for having me. Let's talk a little bit about your firm. What makes your tax and wealth advisory different? What differentiate? Why do people choose your firm? Um, I, I think one of the main reasons is uh, all of our principals um, are CPAs and financial planners, uh, which is a fairly unique thing. That is it, unique. It thing. hasn't. It's getting less unique, but it, it's only been around since about the late 90s. Um, and in particular, in our firm, um, all the principals we have there now have been nothing but CPA financial planners, which is an even more unique uh, situation. You've got several people out there that are CPAs that got into financial planning, but not very many of us that have done nothing but CPA and financial planning because of that world. Um, and I think that having that combination, you integrate a lot of different services, and you okay. kind of really create a, you know, the whole is, becomes greater than the sum of the parts Kind of a uh, kind of a model. So, so what type of client would find that most valuable? Um, small business owners are our major ones, okay. um, because we can integrate, you know, doing accounting, helping them advising on the financial statements and reading it, and helping run their business. Um, for a lot of our, our typical st- CPA work, right? Yeah, exactly. And traditional, um, the traditional, yes, work. traditional public accounting. Yeah, um, and then you know, feeding the financials into a tax return, and then understanding how to. You know how to get money out. Once you get money out of the business, what do you do with it? How do you yeah. invest it? How do you sell a business and exit? And you know how you run the business in the meantime will affect how you sell it, and when well, you and how you structure a sale will affect how you retire. And all, all you know, it's a whole bunch of little pieces that all are interconnected. I find. Tell me if my belief system is flawed. That business owners are much more attuned to the financials that it that are under underpinning their business than the, in their personal side. They, they, they almost spend an inordinate amount of time on their biggest asset, which is their business, almost to the disadvantage of their personal wealth. It, it absolutely can. And that's why I think your model might, might force is. them to and have that conversation. You know, the funny thing is we are actually now doing – this is a fairly new thing for us, but we're actually treating a lot of individuals the same way we treat business owners. We're treating their personal life like a business, and we're really? running monthly financial statements for them and integrating all that kind of stuff together, kind of the same way we treat businesses. Wow. You know, it's, it's more my experience and, and – more directly to your to your model and assumption, it's much more common, I think, for business owners to get focused on one idea the wrong way. So, for example, I'm focused on paying no tax, which is a great focus, but can have lots of knock-on effects. Um, like, you know, I paid no tax last year, fantastic, and but now I want to go buy a house. Well, that you got to show a bank statement, you got to show credit, you know, tax returns, to show income, and if you don't have the income, you, no you, income. Can't, you can't get a loan. So. You know, understanding that some of these things have, and all of a sudden my business that pays no tax, nobody wants to buy a business that apparently has never made any money, right? right? So all these things, you start thinking, you know, I I find that a lot of business owners, more importantly, are are so focused on the day-to-day, they more lack the long-term planning, Okay, which personal finances can tend to suffer more from a lack of long-term planning, which may be kind of what you're referring to, but I think it's more of, it's less about I'm ignoring the personal and and, and thinking about the business. I'm really ignoring the long-term. I'm thinking mostly about the short-term, which is why I'm focused 100% on my business right now, because it's what's generating the cash for me right this month, and not thinking two, three, seven, 42 steps down the road. So, 
Andrew Carroll, who is general manager. Andrew Carroll, who is general manager at NCH Tax and Wealth Advisors. Um, what's your background? How long have you been with the firm? And what what did you do before you were? You, I kind of alluded to this earlier. Um, I think one of our major advantages at our firm, and one of the things that's been the most unique for me, is um, what, what did I do before the firm? Nothing, actually. I've been with the firm for just about 13 years now, and I started when I was. Um, I started literally in the mailroom. There was four of us at the time um, when I was an undergrad at Cal State Fulton. That's where I went to school. Yay, to, yeah, I went to Cal State. Titans. Yeah, I went to Cal State Fulton. Did a finance and accounting degree there. Sweet. Um, so, did you have Dr. Mirafarka when you were there at all? She, I did not. Okay. No, I, I know. I know her. I've been to several of her. Uh, uh, I was only saying she's been on this show a lot, sitting yes, in that chair. Yeah, she's a. She's a. I, I like her a lot. Yeah, she's she's very, fun. Very sharp. <laughs> yes. Um, Sorry. And so no, no problem. So I started working for the firm when I was an undergrad there. So I have been. You know, doing education and training, and I, I started in the mailroom. Like, you know, I first got an internship with working for this company, and was basically filling out uh, postcards, filling out postcards to do organizers. That was the first thing I did for NCH Tax and Wealth Advisors. Wow! Um, like I said, when there was four of us at the time, and we have just—I've uh, lost count now. We have about twenty upper 20s, 27, wow. 28, 29 employees now, Great. 13 years, and I've done every. Obviously, I've done every job between the mailroom, which is you know. Obviously, the lowest guy in the totem pole is the one that's got to sit there. Entry and fill level position. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and um, done everything up, up and down. Future general manager yeah, in training. Exactly. That's all that is. Um, yeah. And so, you know, kind of worked worked all the way up through that stuff to, to the spot I've done now. So, you know, our firm is really one of the only ones that I'm aware of that has this combined consulting, operational management, financial planning, taxes combination as its core DNA, right? We, that, that's that's what we do. I, we don't know how to think like a CPA or a financial planner. We, we I only know how to think like a combination CPA financial planner. Um, and that's something, like I said, there, there are not very many of us out there. I started back in 2001, 2002. At the time, CPA financial planning had only been around for three or four years. Okay. So um, that's why I say, you know, uh, myself and a couple of the principals at the firm who are uh, of a similar age uh, to me, um, we're one of the few that got into that in the first window of where we didn't do anything else. We're not right. CPAs. We're not, you know, hadn't been CPAs for 20 years and decided to add financial planning. We, we built that into our DNA. Well, it sounds like, and you said that, that it's becoming slightly more um, popular now, or at least mm-hmm. more prevalent. Um, so yeah. obviously others in the industry are seeing this as a, a valuable service delivery model then. Yeah. Um, a lot of people see different versions of it, right? So you'll see people that have uh, split firms where you've got a CPA in-house and you've got a financial planner in-house. Um, or right. Others, they're different people. Yeah, but right. they're different people. Right. Um, and, they, and they've kind of brought those things under one roof. You've also got situations where, uh, like we've done, CPAs have added financial services. Um, those are all good models, and there's nothing wrong with, I think, with any of those concepts conceptually. Um, but I think that people are starting to see that there's a lot more value in combining uh, and having a broader scope of the services you bring to bear. And I think that, to a certain extent, the job that a traditional public accounting firm, if you think about a sole owner firm of 15, 20 years ago, most of the, you know, a good portion of the work that, that, that those folks were doing isn't being done anymore, right? You know, we're downloading transactions into, mm, into right, We don't, right. you know, that stuff gets imported. It's been automated. Like, yeah, huh? all, so a huge portion of those firms used to be doing data management, and we don't do a lot of data management anymore. Right. Um, so you, you either have to cut your prices because you're obviously doing less stuff, right. or you have to start adding additional value yeah, for go up the value yeah, chain. Go up the value chain. And that's kind of what th- this is really the next iteration of it used to be very complex to be a CPA in public accounting. It used to be very complex to do financial planning. And now because of technology, 
you know, in the same amount of time, I can deliver both those jobs. Wow. And that's kind of where we're at right now. And that's what, and it's like I said, you're moving up the value chain because I can do, you know, I can. What would have been two jobs two years ago, we're we're doing as one. Right. And and I, the other side that I see of that is as a client, you can afford to have more strategic relationship with your service provider because. You're not having to pay as much for the rudimentary work to get accomplished because it's been automated. That's exactly right. And a lot of people don't fully understand or take advantage of that, don't understand the value um, that can be, that is there and accessible if you let us have, if you let us help you or the amount of stuff that that we could do, especially with some advanced planning. Um, The biggest problem we have in that scenario is getting people to take the time to think strategically as opposed to just, you know, I I need to get my tax turn done right now. Okay, well, we can help you with that. But, you know, had we talked about this six months ago, there's these seven other things we could have done. But now on April 10th, well, you don't have a lot of choices. (laughs) We got to get, you know, either we get it done or we don't. We just have to get the money, the information on the form at this point, right? And you you lose that. You you lose that out. But, yeah, and, and and a lot of people are getting access to a lot higher level value on a lot higher level ideas and strategies that they may have not been able to afford access to a while ago. It's becoming right. what used to be a some, what used to be strategies reserved for high net worth individuals yes. is now available to almost. Right. I, I mean, there's very very few of those kind of things out there anymore. Now it's very very common for you know our middle class millionaires to to right. do to, to do what are what would be considered really advanced strategies. You don't need a family office to be able to have no. these kind of conversations, right? Well, we're effectively turning into a family office, Sounds except like it. you know it when we do it for not, the businesses, yeah. we are a family office. Right. Except that a family office doesn't require a billion dollars of assets under management. It doesn't right. require thousands of dollars a month. We can provide family office services to a wealthy individual, not even a wealthy individual, for any individual for you know a couple hundred bucks a quarter, maybe four right. or five hundred bucks per quarter. So all of a sudden, when you've got someone that's you know, wanting to ma- you want to manage your own personal balance sheet. All of a sudden, a thousand, two thousand bucks a year doesn't. That's not an insurmountable it amount of money. Yeah. yeah, it should not be. See, you know, and it. I'm sure some of the strategies and ideas that you help your clients with are multi-year, right? Oh, yeah. You, you need to. Okay, mm-hmm. spe- and the one that I think of that is, you know, for me, most obvious is exit planning. That is the number one frustration I have with my business clients. If you any of my clients that have gotten yelled at by me recently, you can it's if mostly you're because to of, us today, yeah. yeah, it's mostly Sorry. because Didn't I mean to pick at that that wound there a little bit. Like but. guys, it doesn't, you know, y- y- you've got to think of the exit. You've got to understand you can build a business and that's fantastic. It's wonderful to build a business and you can dump all of your net worth into it. I'm I'm never going to disagree that that was a good investment for you to make. Um but you you can't spend you can't spend shares. You've got to have some way to turn this into cash. You've got to find a buyer. Buyers want certain things, you know, all this kind of stuff. And, and even all those plans, more than multi-year plans. Right? You talk about, you know, we, we can we in ideal situations we're starting five or seven years out, right, to get that stuff done. Right. It's um, never too early to think about your exit. I think I may have to take I, a lot of action in that way, but you got to be contemplating it mm-hmm. because what what I've seen happen and again test my bias sure. that. Um, a business owner is not experienced at selling their business, and many times they're selling it to a buyer who has done more than one transaction. They're more experienced at it. Yeah. And so my my sense is you're already a bit at a disadvantage. You don't you've not done this before. These people do it regularly sometimes. Yep. Who has the hand? Who has the upper hand? Maybe a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. And if you don't have a solid, you know. Nothing will test your knowledge of financial statements <laughs> and finance and, exactly. and credit markets than a, than a sale will. You got right. to understand you can get all kinds of mixed up in you know is this a debt you know debt and equity and what people don't realize is that 
the approach I always take when a sale, and this is what people don't get a lot of time, is you a business doesn't just sell on a price. We don't just go, oh, well, this business is a three times multiple, multiple. and that's what it is. And then and then we do the financing. Go no. If 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 I'm you know, if the seller wants to is willing to carry a note, they can probably get a higher multiple. Right. Right. But if you want an all cash offer, you're gonna get a lower multiple. So how you're financing this deal can have a huge impact on how much you're selling the business for. Right. And they don't realize that. They want to go, well, how much is my business worth? I go, well, it's not. That That's the nonsensical question. You can't, it's very difficult to answer that. And it can be different even between one buyer and one seller. Exactly. The value, the price can be different depending right. on how you structure the deal. The risk involved, and if I'm carrying notes, and if, if I'm getting all my cash now, it's lower risk. If I'm right. getting cash over 15 years, it's a lot higher risk. And um, Plus the addbacks. I mean, you, you talked yeah. earlier about it. you got a, a, a business that earns no profit. Well, right. you know, uh, right. show me on this income statement, really. What 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 would it operate if I didn't have you in the business? And, you know, that is almost never where we get tripped up. It is almost always in the structuring of the deal. Really? Yeah, addbacks are easy. Okay. Every, everybody knows the game. Uh, people that are buying and selling their businesses, we all know the games. We all know what... Everyone's doing the same stuff. Okay. So typically, there's not a lot of disagreement. Okay. We got to show what the numbers are, and pretty, but we all pretty much have an idea of what's reasonable and what we know. And you might be a little bit of nickel and diming over that kind of stuff, but that's typically not a big deal. Uh-huh. It's a, are you putting twenty percent down or are you putting fifty percent down? That's where the, who's carrying the paper. Okay. Is the bank going to agree with the valuation here, and are they going to give us the loan we need to hit the price we've agreed to pay? That's where those deals come into play, and. Uh, honestly, the taxes. People don't realize that yeah. if if you sell, I'd like to get a check and walk away. Well, that's fantastic, <laughs> and that's a really good thing. Yeah. And you know, but it's a brute force strategy. You're we we have zero ability to mitigate taxes. If you want right. to get one check that with no restrictions and no constraints right. at all, and you want to just walk away with that briefcase full of money, so to speak. Right. I, there's not a lot we can do to help with taxes, but if you are willing to structure the deal over multiple terms and we do advanced planning, et cetera, et cetera, you can end up with a lot more money, okay. but it takes planning and work. <laughs> well, we're talking with Andrew Carroll. He is general manager of NCH Tax and Wealth Advisors. We're going to take our third and final commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. And when we come back, I'm going to ask you if you can share maybe some well-known clients that you have or companies that are in sure. your stable. Of, sure. Okay, yeah. so and that and I want to kind of talk a little bit more about exiting, etc. So don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to continue our camp- conversation with Andrew after these words with our sponsors. Imagine what it would feel like to lose everything. Your job, your home, your family, your dignity. This has happened to thousands of the men, women, veterans, and young adults we serve at Working Wardrobes. What do we do to help? We provide career development services, life skills workshops, job skills training. We provide the perfect interview outfit, and we get clients placed in jobs. Call Working Wardrobes, 714-210-2460. Donate, volunteer, invest, hire. When it comes to pioneers in their respective industries, we all know the Apples, Starbucks, and Trader Joe's of the world. In the realm of recruiting, Decision Toolbox is the industry's best-kept secret. With 90% of their business from referrals and repeat customers, for over 20 years, Decision Toolbox's U.S.-based team of recruiters, sourcers, professional writers, quality personnel, and tech support has perfected a Six Sigma approach to talent management. No matter the size of the project, Decision Toolbox delivers incredible results. A cost per hire less than half of what contingency firms charge. With the winning candidate presented in an average of 14 days. 
all with a 12-month candidate warranty. With results like that, Decision Toolbox won't be a secret for long. Visit us at www.dtoolbox.com for more information. Are you ready to tap into the power of social media to promote your business? It's easy to get social with Turn Up the Volume, the award-winning social media marketing professionals who know how to get results. Drive web traffic, boost sales, get social today. Visit www.turnupthevolume.com. That's turnupthevolume.com. Welcome back to Critical Mass Radio Show. My name is Rick Franzi. I am your host, Andrew Carroll, who is the general manager of NCH Tax and Wealth Advisors, is our guest. You know, all of our shows can be heard anytime on iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, literally several hundred guests, co- companies' websites whose CEO has been a former guest on our radio show, and the business has put that interview on their website various podcasting-oriented, business podcasting-oriented services. You know, each month we receive several thousand, you know, kind of in the range of five to 10,000 downloads, partly based on just the, the, the guests and stuff that we've had that month, and we really appreciate uh, the loyal following that we've developed here, mostly here in Southern California, but not exclusively. We have guests that listen to us around the world because we beam our show live on OC Talk Radio. Dot net, which, if you're listening to the program live today, that's the vehicle that you're listening to us. So, okay, Errol, uh, Andrew, sorry. Andrew Carroll is the man- general manager for NCH Tax, tax and Wealth Advisors. Um, it sounds like you have a very representative customer base of the businesses that populate maybe California, Southern California? Well, you know, we actually also have a pretty strong uh, expatriate business as well. Oh, you so do? we have clients. I, I mean, at last count, I think I have clients in. Uh, approaching 40 of the 50 states, wow, which is a lot because a lot of states don't you know don't, don't even have income tax. But yeah, you know we, we we've got a couple of big names. We 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 work with a lot of senior executives at major companies like Coca Cola and Boeing and Costco and um, Toyota and things like that. Um, we work with some you know uh, some of the uh, people involved in Marie Callender's restaurants and um, Outback Steakhouses and things like that. But I think I'm much more proud of our representative sample. It, okay. it, it is the fact that we have. Just hundreds of small businesses that we work with on a regular basis uh-huh. all over all over California all over the uh, the country really but you know it's it's not the big flashy stuff it's the people that are you know have got a warehouse someplace that are making tools that are making specialty tools and making a living and bettering themselves because they started this business and be, you know uh, executives that have you know we start, that started with us when they were young and have worked their way up the chain and to now be you know Senior executive. Maybe they started in the mailroom. Exactly. And now they're running the damn place. Huh? Amazing. Yeah, and um, you know, and, and everything. You know, teachers and janitors and lawyers, doctors, all over the place. You know, everything you can think of. I, I'm I'm much more proud of the fact that um, we're not exclusive. We're not some. You know, you, you have to have billions of dollars to come right. talk to us. Right. You know, we there is there's. It's very unlikely that there isn't something we can help you with. There, somebody, someone at our firm has got that can help you with one of the problems you've got. That's outstanding. And um, <clears throat> I like to ask our guests on the show about their guiding principle. It, it, for me, it's I, I frame it this way: of all the things that you've learned over your career, and it is your guiding principle is how you bring those into deciding how you lead and grow the firm. So you know, can can you? talk to our audience about 
you know, the particular experiences or the key lessons that you've learned that have evolved you into what is your guiding principle? I think having a very unique experience of having, you know, worked at building this company up for a long, long way and a long, long time. You know, I've, I've made every mistake that you know, I've been involved in every single mistake this company's ever made. Congratulations. Been, yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, what we, what I have learned is I've, have, after having seen lots of, you know, the new software, new tips and tricks, new tax loopholes, new investments, there's always something new and shiny. Um, but the, the guiding principle that I try to run things by and train people by is um, provide value and bill for the value provided. When you do that, typically everybody wins. And if your business model is you're you're making more money and saving more money than you're paying me, everybody wins, and that's a wonderful, wonderful way to run a business. If you if you run a business where everybody wins, then it's really easy to grow. It grows organically. You get lots of referrals. You get all that kind of good stuff like that. Um, and it's a it's a it's good because it you know relays the ethics of provide value. We need to do something of value. Right. Um, and it is a smart business decision because you're billing based on the value provided. And I think I'm sorry not to interrupt, no, you, but okay. I think I think one of the lingering lessons that we learned from the Great Recession is people are much more sensitive now about the value that they're getting in exchange for the money that they're giving you. Mm-hmm. I, I I would I would very much tend to agree with that. Um, and, and I think that value gets underrated as a measurement tool, right? Um, especially in the place of percentages and dollar terms, and you see it investing a lot, right? Well, what was your return last year? Well, the return you got last year is irrelevant, right? right? How valuable was that return? Did could you afford the up or down? Could you did it solve? Did that investment solve one of your problems that you had? That that's the value that it's bringing to the table, not some arbitrary number that that may not have any bearing on you know your future plans or your particular situation or you know risk reward trade offs all that kind of good stuff yeah how how can you quantify the value that you help your clients plan properly for a successful exit of their business i mean you the roi that you put on that nobody would believe it right yeah, absolutely. well if it wasn't for absolutely. us and they didn't start planning 7 years in advance um, you know the, the, so it's almost when you when you talk about value it needs to be, especially in the strategic, the, that can be the most valuable part of the relationship yep. is some suggestion you made that doesn't come to fruition for a decade. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely right. Because how do you stress test that? You go, well, you, you, you sold right. the business at this multiple. Well, if but if you hadn't had this advice, it would have sold for this other multiple. Well, you don't have a way to prove that. I mean, right. You can assume. I mean, you can look at industry averages, but you... You know, there could be a hundred factors that play into something like right. that. Yeah, it gets really, really difficult. Um, there is some. There actually is a vanguard. Not and this is not on a business sale, but on a on a uh, investment management um, behavior. If, uh-huh. You have to go Google it to find it. But Vanguard actually did a study on um, advisor alpha, and one of the things they talked about is helping your. They re, they I don't know how they did it, but they quantified the fact that helping the clients make non-behavioral decisions. Add somewhere between <laughs> one to one point eight percent per year in average returns. Wow! And they said, "Now here's the trick: you don't add, you don't add, you know, almost two percent every year. Right? In one year, you add fourteen percent because you have stopped them from making a, a stupid decision. Right? And then every other years, you're kind of break even. But then, but it amortizes out to be a very, very positive thing. Yeah. So in some cases, it can be a very significant impact. Well, you know, we're talking with, <coughs> excuse me, Andrew Carroll, who is the general manager of NCH. NCH 
tax and wealth advisors. You know, you, when you said that, you just you just, a light went on in my thought, and that is, you're dealing with business owners on two of the three most maybe three yeah three most emotional topics they have. I think the other one might be their kids mm-hmm. or spouse. We deal with kids all the time. Too. Okay, so you so you you got them all right. I mean, because yeah. when, when their investments are under pressure, their business mm-hmm. might be under pressure. I mean, there's and when they you've got a business, you know, it, it's almost as common for us. We we work with lots and lots of family businesses. We work with businesses where there is no sale, or there there might be a sale, but right. you're selling it to your kids, right? Right, um, and. That opens up a whole. That's actually a far more complicated product. Right. Selling a business is easy compared to trying to train and teach and transition and you know let let your children who you've raised but are now adults making decisions to transition authority to them and the business you built. It's a. I mean, a whole mess of other non-quantitative factors can make that a very very complex thing. So in some of those cases, in some of these families, we are we are very very integrated. <laughs> And aware of those kind of issues, right? Almost a referee, I would think. To oh, some, yeah. To, in some ways, we, we we have definitely done that before. We've we've had situations where we have to call the, you know, mom and dad and kids are fighting, and we got to okay, everyone's got to come to our conference room, yes, so we can We're having an intervention. Because if you guys, if this gets ugly, the lawyers are the only ones that make any money. So right. <laughs> this is our There's last no, chance to get this solved. Nothing to be gained from arguing. Yes, there? exactly. Right. So if someone says, you know, that Andrew Carroll sounds like a nice guy, and NCH Tax and Wealth Advisor sounds like an interesting firm, how do they find you online? Uh, best place is go to our website, nchwealth.com. That's exactly how it sounds. Okay. And, and as in Nancy, chwealth.com. Um, I am on Twitter at CPA Andrew. Wow. Look yeah. at you. I don't I, I don't have Facebook, but I have Twitter. Okay. Do you use Twitter to communicate? I, use, I do. I'll use Twitter all the time to communicate. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. get information off of Twitter? I mean, is it... I, I do. I do okay. a little bit. Um, you know, I don't I don't consume a whole lot of... My news is my news is a combination of I read the Economist, which is always okay. you know it's a weekly magazine, yeah. so it's always running a little bit behind. That's my in-depth stuff, and if something happens that I really need to know about, like right now, uh-huh. I'd get it from Twitter. Okay, but that's my main social media outlet. That, that'd be the best. That'd be the best place to find me. I'm the most responsive there from, of anything else. I've done over a thousand interviews, a, a reasonable amount with financial advisors and CPAs and you're the first one to my memory that has a Twitter account and actively actively is using it to communicate with their customer base. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. I've got a whole customer base just out of there because as you pointed out, no one else is doing it. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, this has been a kick. This has been fun. Good. Thank you for being a friend of the program. My pleasure. And welcome to the Critical Mass community. Thank you so much. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to call this a wrap for this show today. Hopefully you've enjoyed both interviews and uh, if you haven't listened to us before, find us on YouTube. Uh, type in Richard Franzi. That's my name, F-R-A-N-Z-I. If you want to listen to the audio versions, you can find us on Apple iTunes and various other podcasting software. And I'd like to thank our advertisers for supporting the program, and I'd like to hope that all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show. Focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.